Hey y'all, welcome Welcome to the Abide Abide Podcast, where we talk about how to let love lead your actions as Jesus commands us in John 15, when he tells us to abide in him by loving God and each other. We're going to walk through what leading in love looks like every week by answering questions that are asked on our Instagram account and applying what God says in his word to answer those questions. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Abide Podcast. Today, we're starting from outside the house, so you might hear some dogs barking, some birds chirping, but it's such a nice day out. We figured we'd just start here and do this. Yeah, it's finally fall weather. We had a morning of like 51 degrees when we woke up, and so we were like, this is going to be such a good day. Uh, We're going to make the most of it outside, so we decided to film this outside for you guys yeah so kind of in light of some recent events and just like seeing the darkness of really the world right now um yesterday the hamas terrorist group uh, attacked israel and the attack led with them kind of just coming in uh infiltrating into the israeli borders and they essentially attacked uh, military and civilian targets and pulled out civilians, kidnapped people, were parading like dead women's naked bodies through the streets that they had raped and murdered and tortured and all of this terrible stuff. And it's kind of put on our hearts to just talk about the evil in the world and the goodness in Christ. And I think the responsibility that we have as Christians to fight that evil you know um like not necessarily in the way that everyone is called to do um i'm not saying everyone needs to join the military i probably even (laughs) disagree with that almost but i think that there are things that we can do as christians and as believers to stand up against this and to be bold in the faith and to be bold against evil and i think that's our responsibility yeah um yeah, but that's kind of where we're going uh, with this. And I think something that's just kind of been put on our hearts too is that there hasn't been, at least we haven't observed it, and it's a problem that we're both convicted of. And I think the whole Christian church, at least in America, should be strongly convicted of is our recent inability and our recent lack of boldness in standing up for what's right. Um, yeah. For standing up against those who defy, directly defy God. Um, yeah. I think like some of the things that we could do, even just like just making decisions in accordance with what is right, you know, like we all know that there are organizations that are supporting things that go against the, that go against the commandments of God. Um, one, one that I can think of in particular is Disney channel. Disney channel is making videos or making movies or TV shows about demons and stuff like that. Like actual demons, like my stepdad is Satan or something, some weird TV shows name. I can't even remember what it was called. And it's like, why is this in a children's, why is this intended for children's minds to consume? Something we've stopped doing is we've like, we haven't watched Disney channel for a long time and there's other organizations and corporations that i'm sure you guys can all think of and if you are aware that they're doing something out of i would say like out of your beliefs but frankly like 
your beliefs don't matter. What matters is the word of God, because that is what defines good and evil. We know that whenever we choose good and evil for ourselves, that leads to evil. It always does. Like if we, if we think that we can define good and evil for ourselves, it always leads to destruction. Yeah. And that's why you have people that are out there right now murdering civilians in the streets of Israel because they think that what is good is to kill Israelites. That is like what they sincerely believe because they are not abiding by the word of God. They're abiding by a prophet Muhammad who they believe is a prophet who himself murdered people, you know. So... That's just kind of where we're coming from, I guess, with today's podcast. Yeah, I think it's really important just to note Philippians 1, which is actually what we read in church this morning, and that was Paul's imprisonment. And it's really interesting to see, like, the evil going on, even just in Israel, you know, this morning when we all woke up to that. And it was like, oh, we need to pray for Israel, pray for Israel, you know, and like, we don't even fight the evil that's in our backyard. And on Disney Channel, on different like social media platforms, like we we let it feed into our school system, feed into our children, feed into our minds. And Paul's imprisonment is a really interesting thing to me because it should have stopped the spread of the gospel, right? Like he should have been in prison and that was that, but it wasn't. That wasn't what God's plan was. In Acts, like when Jesus was on that road and called Paul, uh, his name was formerly Saul, on the road of Damascus, he like God literally said that Paul was going to suffer for the sake of the gospel and he was going to go through trials to advance the glorification of God. And I think that that's a beautiful thing because even though there's trials in our backyard and evil in our backyard, like even though there's all these things, it can be used to glorify God and it can be used for the sake of the gospel, but I don't think we let it. Yeah, I think we as Christians sometimes fall into this trap of being too passive. We aren't, we aren't brave. We don't stand up for what's right. And whether that's in obedience to proclaiming Christ or defiance against those who hate God, you know, um, leading your families. Like we as like men, I know, like as Christian men, a lot of us tend to think passively. Mm. Like, I don't need to to do this because I don't want to feel a certain way about it. I don't want my feelings. Um, We get sucked up into our feelings, into our emotions. And I don't think, I don't think like necessarily that's a bad thing. I don't think having emotions, I don't think having feelings, I don't think like not wanting pain is something but like we shouldn't be afraid of that that shouldn't dictate anything like we as men first and foremost need to stand up for what is right and stand up not for what is right just in terms of like correcting people is not necessarily what i mean all the time like yes we need to correct people we need to proclaim christ we need to call people out on their sin and call them to repentance but what we also need to do is forgive people and live a like live a Christ-centered life to where we are Christ to people and like that's not that's not the most important thing cuz living a Christ-centered life will will not win souls to Christ 
because living a Christ-centered life is not the power to save. The gospel is the power to save. Jesus is the power to save, not not your life reflecting him. But that being said, like we need to be bold and brave to live in accordance with Jesus or in accordance with the gospel. We need to be bold in our actions and leading our families and loving our families and forgiving people that aren't Christians. And we need to be aware that whenever we, whenever we don't do something, whenever we neglect to forgive somebody or show them the love of Christ or share the gospel with them, proclaim Christ to them. That is us neglecting to pick up our sword, to put on the armor of God for ourselves to fight the evil that's in the world, you know, cause there's evil. Like we talked about Israel and Palestine. Like there is evil that can, that can and should be fought and needs to be fought with military power. That's not the evil we're trying to talk about right now. That's just what brought up the discussion of the topic. But the evil that we're talking about right now is just the evil in everyday life around us Yeah. that we need to have conversations about with our families yeah. and our kids but i think make... it's controversial like people don't want to talk about people don't want to talk about what's going on because it's hard it's controversial like i know just in the last month like i have became i didn't know this but an incredibly controversial person in people that i have been friends with and i like know why i'm controversial because i'm very passionate I'm very passionate when I say things. I'm very passionate about the gospel. I don't try to intentionally hurt people. I don't think Jesus intentionally tried to hurt people. But he also looked right at the Pharisees and called them broods of vipers. Because they were literally acting like spawns of Satan. Their hearts were deceitful. Right? They were not for God. And I think we're always so quick in our society to be like, Jesus was gentle and lowly. Yes, Jesus was gentle and lowly, and he paid the price for sins that we could never bear ourselves. And that's something too, is that's one, like Jesus and God, the Trinity, like all three of them, they are all each other. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus came and he is gentle and lowly in heart for sinners, for those who acknowledge their sin. And repent, and, repent and, and believe and turn to him. In Revelation chapter 19, it says, Hallelujah, salv- salvation and glory and power belong to our God. For true and just are his judgments. He has condemned the great prostitute who corrupted the earth by her adulteries. He has avenged on her the blood of his servants. And again, they shouted, hallelujah, the smoke from her goes up forever and ever. And God hates what is evil and he will punish and have wrath on what is evil. And Jesus even exhibited this in his life, like on earth, like people are like, oh, Jesus is is different than God was because Jesus doesn't have wrath. That's wrong. Jesus deliberately built a whip of cords whenever he saw the money changers in the temple. And then he went and he flipped the money changers temples or the, the, the money changers in the temples tables. And called them out for what they were doing for using, for turning the house of God to a market. Yeah. And 
like, I think like our church and it's so like we've talked about this like we were we're very scared to almost produce this episode because it's very controversial but like our church is weak everything about our church has like became this watered down version of Christianity that's so Americanized and diluted that it's like disgusting to be quite honest and like that is not how the church of acts were being ran yes they had enormous sin so do we but like they were encouraging to one another they built each other up they knew the people in the church they knew the people in the community like you equip and then you send we don't do that like we do not do that in the church anymore we come on sunday mornings we leave an hour later Maybe you go to community group once a week for two hours, and that's that. Three hours a week you devoted to, to God. And you wipe your hands clean, and you say, oh, that's enough. And we're guilty of it, too. And it's something, it's something that is an encouragement to do. You know, like, like we said earlier, like, you do not have the power to save. God has the power to save. But you are called directly by Jesus to participate. And Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 10, Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. And like, to me that sounds like Paul is saying like God's chosen like we can partake in that and he is enduring imprisonment enduring persecution for the sake of the elect and we we partake in that you know what i mean like we are supposed to have the heart for those whom god has chosen who are our brothers in christ that haven't been saved yet yeah and why aren't we passionate about them why don't we have love for them by proclaiming Christ to them. I mean, we're scared. We're scared of what's going to happen in work. We're scared of the promotion that might be declined. Like, for you, you could literally, you could go to jail. Like, Michael could go to jail if he preached the gospel to someone that didn't want it, and then one of them went to command and told on him. Like, he'd go to jail. But I think, like, that, there are always, there's always going to be a reason not to. There always will be. But there's always going to be 10,000 reasons to just do it. And like a lot of them have to do with being obedient to God, loving God first, submitting yourself to him and reverence to him. Like, I'm not saying that you owe Jesus anything back for what he did, but being submissive and obedient and following his will, even to the point of death, is what we're called to do. We're called to pick up our cross daily. And I think we all do a very very poor job of that especially in the states and it just like it plays out in our entire world in such an evil way yeah and i think a good example of like strength and obedience to god um is the example of david and goliath so first samuel uh, chapter 17 is david and goliath um and basically how it begins is the armies of Israel form up against the armies of Philist the Philistines. And 
this giant Philistine named Goliath comes out and basically stands before the army of Israel and says, I stand before and defy the armies of Israel and I defy your your God. Um, And for 40 days, he went out before the armies of Israel and he said this over and over and over again. And no one from Israel was willing to take him up and fight him. And fast forward and David, um, who is a shepherd, essentially, he's bringing his brothers uh, food because they're they're all soldiers and they're on the lines. And David hears Goliath say these things again. And what David says, essentially, like David's response is, who is this? Who is this man to defy the armies of the living God? You know, who is this man? And he, David seeks to go and fight Goliath. And what, what happens next is David get, goes to Saul and Saul is basically like, you're a youth, um, King Saul at the time, uh, Mm -hmm. the King of Israel. He go, David goes to the King of Israel and the King of Israel is like, you're a youth, like you can't do anything. You're not a warrior. He will crush you. Yeah. And David, David argues with him is like, I might be a shepherd. I might be a youth, but I fought with lions and I fought with bears to protect my sheep. Yeah. And the Lord has delivered me from the, the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear. This battle is, this battle is not going to be won by swords and spears. It's going to be won by the Lord because this battle belongs to the Lord. And that's inspiring. Just like the boldness of David and Saul is basically like, okay, you can go and you can fight Goliath and Goliath comes out. Um, and he's talking about the gods of the Philistines and he threatens David. He says something along the lines of who is this youth that comes out with me with sticks and stones. Cause David brings out his sling and, uh, Goliath is basically challenging him like I'm going to feed your body to the birds and the beasts of the field this day and David's response to Goliath saying you come with swords and spears but I come in the name of the Lord the God of the armies of Israel whom you've you have defied and I will and he will deliver you into my hand and then he uh, David goes on to say and the, everyone will know that there is a God in Israel and the hosts of the Philistines will be given to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. And that's interesting because he's challenging, like David is standing up for the Lord yeah. and not standing up for the Lord, but in faithfulness, in obedience to the Lord. And he's saying that, the Lord will crush your hosts, your gods beneath you because my God is real. There is a God in Israel and he is my God. And there's like such a warrior mentality about that that we just don't have. Like there's such a, like they were being persecuted, right? Like that was the end of, or that was the beginning really of what had happened with David and Goliath. Like the they were being persecuted and put under um, the armies of Israel and the Lord sent someone, right? Just like he sent Jesus to reach and proclaim. And that's, that's the greatest love story of all time. Like 
when we are under attack and we are incapable, God sent the one and only thing that could bring us into righteousness with him again. And that's a warrior mentality. Like God has a warrior mentality. He literally sent his son to die for us. That's a, that, that right there is a warrior mentality. Mm-hmm. That and he fights our battles for us. Yeah. Like David goes up and he says, the Lord will deliver you into my hand. He, he says, this battle will not be won with sword and spear. This battle will be, be won because it belongs to the Lord. And that's why David won. That's why he was able to kill David or kill Goliath with one stone, you know? And I think that's something that we need to have confidence more in. And sure, that's not going to happen every single time. Every single time you walk in faithfulness, you're not going to come out physically victorious like David did over Goliath. Yeah, Paul ended up in prison. But that's not what mattered. What mattered was that God came out victorious over the hosts of the Philistines. Yeah. And that everyone knew that there were, that there was a God in Israel because of that battle. Yeah. Because whether you suffer or not, it's, f- it's for the glory of God. And blessed are you who get to suffer and share in the sufferings of Christ. Yeah. Like... I think that's something to be almost sought after. It's a place, it's a place to where you can, where you know when you are persecuted for standing what's up, for standing up for what's right. That's like a beautiful thing because you stand innocent, you know, guiltless before the guilty who are persecuting you or hurting you or torturing you or whatever, or defaming you cursing at you swearing at you hating you but you know that you are doing it for the glory of god that's a victory so yeah and michael's super passionate about this topic obviously you guys know michael's in the military uh he does get to fight you know in that battle that we talk about and he is constantly training getting ready for battle um and he mentioned it like we're not saying go enlist in the military. It's not what we're saying. You actually probably should, as Michael mentioned. Uh, but we are so bad, and like we talk about it, we are bad about fighting the evil that lies within us all the time. That's surrounding us, and whether it be social media um, or the shows we watch, whatever it is, it's constantly in influxed into our minds and. We do such a poor job as believers, especially like that's who we're talking to right now. Like believers, we do such a poor job of filtering that content out. And, you know, marriage is a really sweet thing because Michael and I get to kind of admonish each other as we filter those things out. Like we actively are not going to watch shows, right? With pornography and different things in them. Like we're actively filtering out what is going in because that is so toxic to your mind. And we wonder like, how do we get these thoughts? You know, like how, how do we, we give the enemy a freaking seat at our table. Like we're constantly giving the enemy a seat at our table. When God invited us, Psalm 23, he prepares a table in the presence of our enemies. He anoints your head with oil, your cup overflows. That 
is the reality. Like God prepared a table, but you actively let Satan sit at that. And I do too. And I'm convicted of it. And I think we have to begin shifting our mindset in the church. If we want to overcome and we want to win hearts and minds for the sake of Jesus Christ and for the gospel, we have to start shifting into a warrior mindset where we are going to battle every single day, every moment of every day, every thought that you have during a day. You're constantly going to battle for it. And you're constantly saying, how can I glorify God in this? Even if it means going to jail for Michael's case scenario, even if it means getting fired for me, like constantly we should be asking and I'm convicted of it. Michael is too. And honestly, that's why we wanted to talk about it. Yeah. I think this conversation has been a little intense. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing, but something that I want to address and just like draw into it is that this isn't a form of legalism and we're not trying to say that this needs to happen for you to be a good Christian or anything like that. It's just out of, it's just a, an exhortation to be obedient to Christ because at the end of the day, doing none of this, none, like standing up for what's right, doing, doing basic obedience, that isn't what saves you, you know? Christ is what saves you. Jesus dying on the cross for your sins, he saves you. And there is nothing you can do to take that away. This is and, just more of like a plead of like, why aren't we? Why aren't we? And why isn't it being talked about? And how do we change that dynamic to glorify God in a better way? Because our society is changing. It's constantly adapting. But Christianity doesn't need to adapt or change. It needs to be the same. And I feel like the issue is that it has adapted, right? Like we have gotten on big stages and gotten the lights and the show. And it's like, those things aren't bad. But are we going back to Paul sitting in prison and remembering David and Goliath and remembering that obedience that they had and, and carrying that out in our lives? Or are we just going to church and going to community group, going to a job, going home? Yeah. And it's like I said, it's just an exhortation to be obedient and to be like, be better stand for what's right yeah you know like good and evil exist so why are we as those who know good like those who know god know good and why are we who know god allowing all of the evil around us mm. without any without any kind of fight back you know and it is it's i think it's cool because i think the moment that we start fighting back and we start partaking in the in the war against evil that's when we that's when we'll be able to see some crazy crazy new understand god excuse me be able to understand god in crazy new lights yeah like i think whenever we participate in sharing the gospel with people in living out the gospel and in being obedient to what's good and to loving what is good and to doing what is good, we, it's going to be a different level of understanding God, you know? Yeah. And I think it's something we should be striving towards because he's going to come. He's going to return. We don't have to worry about it. Like truly we don't need to worry about any of this because Jesus is king and 
he will return. But why not participate? Why not try to know God more? Why wow. not? Ha- why yeah. not have the opportunity to be faithful? Like whenever I read the story of David and Goliath, all I think is, man, I hope that I have the opportunity mm. to be faithful to God like that. Mm. Or yeah. same with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know. Yeah. Like. Whatever the circumstance or whatever the outcome is just an opportunity to be obedient and to be faithful. Yeah. And I think that's something that we should all be like looking forward to and wanting, you know? Yeah. Like standing up, standing up and joining the fight. And I think you said it perfectly. Yeah. We appreciate you listening. We really do. And, uh, we hope that, you know, the Lord just speaks to you through this as always. And that maybe you just get to know God closer in a deeper way. I also want to shout out one of our friends, Miriam Barton, who started a Instagram account called words, my wings. Um, and it is beautiful. She is so talented. She just kind of invites you in to know Jesus better Um, and she does that through a lot of different creativity, like ways. Um, so definitely go give that Instagram account a a check out if you have a moment. Again, it's called words, my wings, and it's so incredible to see her just living her dream and what that's going to look like. And she has a newsletter that you can subscribe to as well. And maybe we'll have her on the podcast and she can talk a little bit more about it and her inspiration and just her heart cry for others to know Jesus in different ways and in creative ways. Um, So we are really glad that we got to talk about this and that the Lord is just hopefully going to speak through our words and and the spirit just begins to stir in your heart, you guys. And um, thank you for loving and supporting on the Abide podcast. We're incredibly blown away by God's faithfulness just to use us. And we're so thankful for all of you who like, share, follow, leave a comment or a um, review, any, any of the above. What? I was asking you to hold it. (laughs) Lazy bum. (laughs) Thank you again for listening to the Abide podcast. Every Sunday, we will post the questionnaire on our Instagram story that you can answer anonymously to tell us what you want to hear about or questions that you want answered. We hope you'll share this with a friend or someone you know that would like it. We look forward to diving deeper into God's word with you next time. Leading in love.